Merry Christmas. We hope this has been a wonderful Christmas season for you, that you've enjoyed good food, good company, and that you've been able to experience the nearness of Jesus this Christmas season. We love Christmas at Bridgewater and have enjoyed all of our Christmas services at all of our locations over the past couple of days. Christmas is a really fun time of year because it has a way of creating this anticipation inside of us and stirring up all these emotions. And one of the reasons I love it is there's just that season of kind of waiting for something wonderful to happen. But you've probably experienced this to be true is that just as quickly as Christmas seems to come, it just goes. And today's already the day after Christmas. And while you're probably still surrounded by decorations and family and probably having a good time today, we want to take a minute just to reflect and think about what this season reveals for us for the rest of the year and really what it means for our lives. So, so we've been talking about what Christmas means and there was kind of three big things that kept coming up as we talked about um, really the big needs of Christmas and that wasn't new socks or a gadget you're gonna forget about in six months, but it was kind of some soul level needs that Christmas really teaches us about. Yeah, so Matt and I put our heads together and we talked and we put down for you what we think are three needs that we all have that Christmas reveals. And we're gonna hit them one at a time. The first need that Christmas reveals is our need for hope. We have this need for hope. Christmas pulls us in because it speaks to our need for hope. Now think about it this way. The people of Israel in the Old Testament, um, when they finally heard the last word from God through Malachi, they waited 400 years. I spent some time thinking about that this Christmas, thinking what would it be like to have nothing from God for 400 years. Um, they were waiting on this promise. They were waiting on a Messiah, a deliverer, someone to come rescue them. And what they got from God was radio silence. They got nothing. Generations waited on God for this promise to be fulfilled. Um, and so Christmas stirs up this, as you talked about, this anticipation, this need, and no one experienced this need more than these people who waited for so long to hear from God. But the amazing part about Christmas is the Savior did come. The promise was fulfilled and hope entered this hopeless situation. Here's how Paul puts it in Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hope does not put us to shame. We can cling to this hope because this hope comes to us from a trustworthy source. It comes to us from God. And I love that Paul uses plural, um, plural words here, us and our. Over the last several weeks, we've been looking at Emmanuel. Not God with me, not God with you, but God with us. God dwelling with his people. And so God is most often experienced and enjoyed through community. God gave us his spirit so that together we can encourage one another in this hope that we have. There's something about this holiday that reminds us of our, our need for hope and our desire for community. Maybe this Christmas season you found yourself watching the movie Home Alone. Home Alone is a classic because it's got this youngest child who's so convinced that life would just be better if he was left all alone. He dreams of making his family disappear. And as the movie goes on, that happens. They do disappear. And initially, it's amazing. He loves his experience. But pretty soon, he becomes not only lonely, but this lonely situation becomes a dangerous one. He finds himself 
now knee deep, really up against it when it comes to uh, the things that are working against him. He's got a couple thugs who are trying to make his life miserable and through a really funny series of events, he does overcome them. But there comes this hinge point in the movie where the dream of making his family disappear becomes a nightmare. And all he wants is for his family, his, his mean and nasty brothers, his annoying sisters, his uh, mom and dad who overlook him just to come back. He longs for his family to return to him, problems and all. One of the scenes that I love most in that movie is when they all get back together and just the pure joy in that moment. Like all the moments he had by himself, he was happy, but he wasn't fully happy like he was when he finally got the family back together. And I think Christmas reveals that in each one of us too. It reveals inside of our hearts really this deep need and desire for community and to be known by people. And maybe you can relate to this, but the moments in my life that I cherish the most, the most significant ones, they always have people in them. They're rarely moments of isolation. And often it's the people I care about most that have the most meaning and significance in my life. And I think there can be this temptation sometimes that, um, life outside of community is more free and more fun but we've known and we've experienced that just it's just not true uh, and it's really because it's really hard to experience the love of god apart from the people of god uh, left to my own devices i'm not going to fully understand all the ways in which god loves me but when i'm around people who, who love god deeply and love me deeply it's not hard for me to imagine really how much god loves me see apart from community it's pretty easy to begin to forget what it is to experience God's love. And I'm sure you can relate to this and maybe you can as well, that I've watched people in my life just kind of move themselves away from community. And it doesn't take long before the hope that you talked about just seems to kind of fade away from them. Because when you're not around the people of Christ, it's easy to forget the love of Christ. And one of the interesting things about community that I think Christmas also reveals for us is when Jesus came and God sent Jesus, he sent him as a baby vulnerable, weak, fragile, and really at the mercy of Mary, his mother. And um, that's a scary thing to think about, but it really pictures for us what community does and what it requires that we would be vulnerable. First, we'd be vulnerable with God that we'd admit our need for him and a need for a rescue, but then vulnerable with each other. The, the opportunity for hurt is always there within community, but it's also the only way to experience love and it's, it's real fullness. Um, I, I've just been so struck I'm thinking about a couple moments in my life recently where um, I was talking to a friend and just started kind of bearing my soul and things I was wrestling through and, and I just asked for forgiveness about some things and they just looked me in the eye in a way and just said, I love you and I forgive you and as big hug and something happens in those moments and it's just something so significant where the love of God just becomes so tangible, where experiencing God's love is just so undeniable. See, but it requires really the courage of the spirit to, to get up the gumption to go be vulnerable with people. But when we do that, we can not only show God's love to other people, but it's really how the world is going to know what kind of God we serve and the love with which God has loved us. You see, John 13 says this, that a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Yeah, that's so good. So Christmas not only draws out and reveals our need for hope, mm. our need for community, but there's, I think, a third thing as we talked that Christmas brings about in us, and that would be our need to give of ourselves. Mm. Christmas reveals a need that you 
and I actually have to give of ourselves. And it sounds counterintuitive. In fact, I remember my parents quoting to me around Christmas time, every single year, the words of Jesus in Acts 20, 35, the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I remember hearing that and thinking, mm, yeah, okay, give me my presents. Uh, just knowing that my anticipation and getting the presents was the best moment of Christmas. But being a paper boy, I was earning money. I remember, remember the first Christmas that I saved and then chose and then spent money on Christmas presents for everyone who was gonna be in my home on Christmas morning. And it was life-changing. Mm. It was all I could do to keep from telling them before Christmas day what I got them or, or see that gift right there? I got that one for you. It was so amazing. And then when they opened those gifts, for sure I know, the joy that I experienced watching that take place was way better than the joy that they experienced receiving those gifts. Mm. And so the words of Jesus ring true. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And so that's what Christmas reveals in us because that's what God himself modeled. Mm -hmm. In Christmas, God himself modeled giving of himself. Um, you see, we had a problem. Mankind had a problem. It's called sin. And God didn't look around for a solution out there or ask you or me or you to do something about that problem. He said, there is a problem, but I'm going to do something about it myself. He gave of himself by giving Jesus his one and only son. We know that in John 3:16 it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. When God went to solve the problem of mankind, he sent his son, he sent Jesus. Jesus would sacrificially lay down his life for us, for you and for me, to demonstrate the love of God to others so that they might know uh, that this is the kind of God we serve. And even set a greater example beyond dying. He lived among us. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Sometimes it blows my mind that God would want to be with me. Think about it. You, you know who you are. I know who I am. And with all the options at his disposal, God gave of himself to speak to my deepest need, my, my sin problem. He doesn't just leave me to my own device, but beyond giving me Jesus, he has given me, like you talked about, people. He has given us the people of God so we can experience the love of God in the community of the people of God. And so we're sort of coming full circle here as God calls us into this lifestyle of laying down our lives for each other, helping people experience that community, and then it produces in them greater hope. It's really breathtaking what God has done. Would we together in this season be the hands and feet of Jesus so that everyone around us could see and know and experience the love that God has for us? It would be amazing. So scripture um, in laying out the Christmas account for us reveals that we are creatures of hope. Mm. And God answers this need for hope with community. And in bringing us community, it required sacrifice. Mm. And it's just really amazing that God went first and now calls us 
to be the hands and feet of Jesus, laying down our comfort, laying down our convenience, laying down our calendars, laying down our preferences for the good of others. At the moment of our greatest need, God provided hope by sending Jesus to live with us in eternal community, giving of himself in a sacrificial way so that we could also lay down our lives for each other and show the world the great hope there is mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. What what a gift. Absolutely. What a savior. What about for you? What does Christmas reveal for you and, and what will you do with it? Maybe God is calling you this season to step into a, a relationship of trusting one another and walking with brothers and sisters in Christ. And maybe you've been there and you've been hurt and you've been afraid. And maybe this is the season to try again. And maybe this is a season where you need hope. And uh, I think what is, is revealed to us is that hope is found with the people of God. Maybe you know somebody in your life who could use some hope. Maybe it's time for us to get up and go sacrifice part, perhaps a calendar, perhaps something we wanted some downtime to go love and, and show them hope. But uh, whatever it is, we hope that you're encouraged by the Christmas season that it would challenge us to really love like Christ has called us to love. Yeah. And, and let me give you one more uh, to add on top of that. I think another practical way to apply what we've just talked about, what we've seen in God's word is, is this. We want to challenge you with an attendance challenge. We would love for you to take up the challenge in the month of January to attend a Bridgewater service every single week for the whole month. But don't come alone. Grab a friend, grab a family member, get someone uh, on your hip, locking arms with you, coming to church each Sunday. We think that you're gonna see an immense difference in your life if you would commit to surround yourself with the community of the people of God, experiencing that hope and, and that sacrifice. That would be amazing. So we would hope to see you there. Uh, from all of us at Bridgewater, uh, we want to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. We are going to be closing with a final song in a moment. But before we do, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I hope that you have enjoyed this season as we reflect on all God has done through his son Jesus. As a staff, we have been reflecting on all of the exciting ways we have seen God working at Bridgewater. God continues to make more and better disciples of Jesus, and we are so blessed to be a part of this. I am looking forward to 2022 and praying that God does exceeding abundantly above anything we could ask or imagine in the lives of people and in the life of his church.